0: Hey, what's going on? What's going on, everybody? What's going on? Welcome to another episode of the Building Bridges podcast. We are live today. I have an awesome, just I just can't believe this woman's story. She is going to come on here and she's going to blow our minds. She is going to be real and authentic with us about her story. So you guys just hold on a sec. I'm going to introduce Dr. Brittany Claiborne, to many of you. I'm going to bring her on the screen here. Uh, Dr. Claiborne, how are you doing today, ma'am? How are you doing? I am so well. How are you? Awesome, awesome. I'm so glad that you decided to uh, accept the call. How about that? The invitation to come on Building Bridges with us tonight. I appreciate well, I am, you so much. I am
1: so glad that I was
0: called to come amen, on. Amen, amen. I appreciate you. So what I am going to do, i'm going to try but then i'm gonna let you finish because i need to say the words so that people can understand about what it is that uh uh, encompasses all of you and i know i won't do it justice but you are a mom see i love that first in your bio that you are a mom first right uh you are a cancer survivor you are a heart transplant a uh, uh, recipient, if I, if you will, an author, an entrepreneur, a motivational speaker, and I'm sure there's 10 other things that won't fit on a piece of paper. So if you could, just for a few moments, tell the people about yourself.
1: Well, um, my name is Dr. Brittany Claiborne. I, as as Mr. Bridges said, I am first a mother to 11-year-old Micah, um, and then I'm I'm a lot of other things, not not by my own not by my own doing but but honestly just just by God's doing uh, God has always been a huge part of my life and I've always been very sensitive to his leading and to his calling um, I did not think that he would call me to die at 26 mm. that's what happened um, on September 12 2010 I had Micah and he was two pounds and he went to the NICU. He was healthy, uh, but he was small. So he went to the NICU and I was released to go home. I was, I was actually feeling pretty good. And about five days later, I went back to the hospital and they told me that I had a heart attack. Peripartum cardiomyopathy, um, an unexplained weakening of the heart muscle due to pregnancy. So I went to cardiac ICU. Micah was in the NICU, and it was complete chaos. But God had it all in control, right? So Micah was released, um, as was I, and they told me, "Hey, you'll just need a few a few meds to uh, kind of keep your condition under control. You know, this could get worse, but that only happens to one in I don't know five hundred thousand people. So you should be fine. You're young. You're strong." You should be perfectly fine. Uh, that's not exactly what happened. A couple of years later, my heart continued to weaken, so I went to needing a pacemaker and a defibrillator. Upon getting that pacemaker and defibrillator, I died and was defibrillated seven times. Wow! And after that seventh time, my doctors came in and they said, "Brittany, look, your heart is continuing to get continuing to get weaker. Um, so we're going to need to talk about a heart transplant." That is, that is the next option for you. So they admitted me to the hospital. And they said, look, you're going to have to wait in the hospital until you get that transplant. Right. That's okay. So, you know, they said, we don't know when it will come. But generally, a couple of weeks, you know, at the most. I waited in the hospital for nine months. Wow. And um, they could sneak my son up on Sundays up the back stairs because he was... He was six, so he wasn't allowed in ICU. Mm.
2: Um,
1: so I was trying to parent from ICU. And of course, I had I had um, his dad there to, to kind of help me through that. And I had my mom and so on and so forth. But still trying to be a parent from, from a hospital bed uh, was very difficult. So when I got to the ninth month, it was time to plan Micah's birthday. And Micah said, Why well, don't ha- want to have a party if you're not going to be there. So I said, okay, I I talked to my doctors and I said, listen, the heart has not come yet. What are we going to do to get me out of here? Because I've got to get out of here. This is not living. Um, And they said, well, we could give you a mechanical heart. We can give you an LVAD, stands for left ventricular assist device. And we can give you that LVAD and you'll be able to go home with it. But essentially we'll go in, we'll attach this machine to the left side of your heart. And then you'll have this wire that comes out of your stomach. You'll have to keep your batteries charged. You'll have to plug your heart into the wall. Um, So life will be different, but you won't be in the hospital anymore. And I said, okay, well, that's, I'll I'll do that. I'll take that. So I was released from the hospital, or I had the surgery. Right. And I was released from the hospital on Micah's birthday. Um, So I went to his school and he was, I mean, completely just-
0: I can- I can't even imagine.
1: Right, right. So he was completely—he's trying to sneak into the video. Michael, that's all right. Live, please. I know, but I just wonder what you guys are coming off. That. Okay, uh, just okay. I just so, need get my chair. Okay, thank you. Sorry, Micah's gonna get his chair, guys. Okay. Sorry. That's all right. Um. So, in the process of that, I did go home with the mechanical heart. I'm so sorry, and it was working really, really well. Right. Uh, but about two years later, so it was. It's now. I got that mechanical heart in August of 2016. Uh, August of 2016, and then I was good. And then for about two years, I, I just, it started to continue to fail, basically. Right. I was back in the hospital. It's January 2018 now. And they said, you know, we've kind of done everything we can do. You need that transplant. You absolutely need that transplant.
2: Right.
1: Early in my journey, um, before I even got the pacemaker and all that, God said, listen, you need to write down these things as you go through them. And I was like, I mean, why would I do that? (laughs) That's silly, but sure, whatever, I'll write it down. Um, So I was taking little notes, but I wasn't really doing anything with it. I was just kind of taking little notes. So I said, okay, well, I'm going to, um, I'm going to do two things. It was January 12th, 2018. I said, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to write out this devotional with all these notes I've taken from the past six to eight years. And then I'm going to die. I called the chef and I said, hey, at, at, at about 7 p.m., could you send me a steak and some shrimp? I, I'm i just kind of ready to be done. Right. So I have no more desire to live. I'm not going to pray that God heals me. I'm, I'm okay to just die. Hmm. So that's what I did. I sat down at 7 o'clock on the morning of January 12th, and I started typing this, this devotional out. And I submitted it at about 6.30 that evening. I send it to my editor. I said, look, I don't care about corrections. Just publish it as it is. I don't right. not gonna be here to hear the critique anyway. So publish it. Um and I ordered, I had my steak and shrimp. I was chewing my last bite of steak and I looked up and I said, Okay, God, now would be the time. If you're gonna like do God. something, now would be the time. Right. And at that moment, my phone rang. And my doctor was on my other line. He said, Brittany, I said, Yes, sir. He said, Brittany, I have a heart for you. Mm. And I said, well, what about, you know, you guys said it would be really hard to match me. How how much of it is actually a match? And they said, every single antibody matches. It's wow, perfect. Look at it that. Is, it is perfect. And at that moment, God said, you've been doing all of these things, right? You've been, because while I was in the hospital for those nine months, I, I started and finished my master's degree. I started a nonprofit. I was doing all these things. The one thing God said to do was to write the devotional i never did. never did the day that i did is the day that he took away my heart of stone and gave me a heart of flesh right yeah. so at that moment he said obedience is better than sacrifice absolutely so i got this perfect heart and i went i was recovering actually really really well so the rest of 2018 was really good and I went in November of 2018 for a checkup. And because I, I felt like I had a cold. Right. I said, you know, I feel like I have a cold. I'm going to go. I'm going to let them see kind of what's happening and give me some meds and you know, send me home. And that's what I expected. They came back after they kind of did my workup and they said, we don't quite know how to tell you this, but you have about 300 cancerous lesions in your liver and in your spleen. Wow you're stage four, we have to do chemo. We can't operate because we can't we can't take out 300 lesions and we can't expose your organ that way. Um, so we're gonna have to do chemo.
2: Right. And
1: we did chemo and it was still there. The cancer right. was still there. So they say, well, we can do radiation, but we're gonna have to do it. We're gonna have to do a lot of it in a little bit of time. Usually this amount of radiation is spread out over 45 days. We're going to have to give you these 45 days worth of radiation in five days. I said, oh, can I survive that? They said, well, we're, we have—we kind of have to. So yeah. we did that, but the cancer was still there. Um, so the last thing they did, they said, you know, you're not eligible for this trial, but we're going to try it anyway and just kind of see what happens. So we did that trial and it worked. They said the cancer is gone. You can, wow. Look at God. You can, you can, you can go, right? So I walked out of the hospital and I was like, yes, I get to get back to life. And to keep myself busy, not to keep myself busy, but I'll get back to that later. I had been working on my doctorate throughout my cancer
2: mm-hmm.
1: journey. And I had been working on my doctorate because between my heart transplant and getting cancer, I was trying to find someone that could help me grieve the person that I had been right and learn to love the person that i now was right and i couldn't find a therapist that specifically um focus on critical illness patients and on kind of helping them move to that next level of life mm-hmm. so i sat down with my bible one day and i said god i i need to find this person i need to find someone that can help me live again physically. right and I said so give me a verse, give me something. And
0: don't go there. Don't go there. Cause
1: I I got something for you. Don't go there with your favorite scripture just yet. Hold on. It's not even my favorite, but but I'll I'll, hold it. I'll hold it if it's not my it's it's not. No, you asked me my favorite. This is something okay this is something different. I opened it and I said, what do I do? Like who do I go to? And it fell open to a verse that said, I've never seen this verse in my life. Been a Christian since I was like four. Never seen this verse in my life. It says, physician, heal thyself. Mm. So I said, um, I don't know what that means, but okay, right, whatever you said. So I, so I have been working on developing um, a program specifically for patients that have gone through a critical illness of any time, any type, whether it's a transplant, whether it's cancer, whether it's lupus, whether it's just eye correction surgery. Yeah. Um, we lose so much of ourselves in the process of our illness and I want to make sure that we can find ourselves again and evolve to the next level of our, persona and not sit in the depth of who we used to be right you, you know you just said something that uh
0: well you said a lot i'm and sorry no 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 this is great because what it does you just don't know how i identify with everything that you just said mm-hmm. because i myself am a heart failure patient i was diagnosed in 2019 with uh sudden cardiac death where I too had to have a defibrillator. Mine was external, not internal. And I I went through a bout of that for a while. And my daughter who I just told you, and for everybody that's watching right now, just a quick victory report. I know you guys saw my wife post that my daughter had a stroke on Monday. I'm happy to report that she's home today. Amen. So she is home. Amen. To God be the glory. Uh, they didn't find anything and none of her tests but anyway but she also was diagnosed with lupus and so as you were speaking through those different types of struggles and diseases uh it hits home very close to home for for me so be looking for me to reach out to you when you finish uh, uh all that research and work because folks out here need that all right Absolutely. folks out here definitely need that uh praise the lord listen i don't know if this uh Sheila walker bryant that is my mother. Hi, mama. Hey, what's going on? She said, Praise God. She said uh, uh that your story was awesome. There's another person here, Timothy Hill. He said your story was amazing. Uh, my mom is on here now, Evangelist Delman. Praise the Lord, everybody that's on here. Listen, this is an important um topic tonight. What I who who I have here is Dr. Claiborne. she is a mother a cancer survivor a heart transplant recipient an author a motivational speaker she has so many different things there's so many facets to her life that she's going to share with us tonight and so i am uh appreciative of her so do me a favor everyone out there don't just hit like don't just hit love but share the video share the video share this live let people see it let them come in whether uh they have a comment or not but let them see it praise the lord uh, uh, Minister Jamison, I haven't seen you in so long. God bless you. And my wife is on. She's watching as well. Um, but now let me ask you a question. Is that OK?
1: Absolutely.
0: All right. Let me ask you a question. Let's, let's get into this. And so the topic, right, is strength, resiliency, and courage. And I want to share the screen with the world for a second. And I want to talk about something here. And I want to talk about the definition of strength. Not the full definition, but some some definitions that I pulled out and put together. Mental power. Right. Force or vigor. Power by reason of influence. Power to rise and remain firm. And there's a quote that you have. And I want you to speak to the quote and tie it to strength. You ready? man! Oh, OK, let's do and it. That's and that quote is this: When you've been in a battle, people either want to see your scars or your grave, and you are willing to show both. Now, I I, I need you to expound on that because when I read that, I was blown away just simply by the fact that you know what—that is so true. People, they they they're waiting, and, and it's almost like they're not doing it on purpose, but just like right now. And by the way, uh uh prayers out to the people in the Ukraine right now. There are people dying as we speak tonight because of a person's decision to be selfish or whatever the reason is. But when we go back to thinking about that and people want to see scars, you know, it's good TV to see death happening on TV. People are waiting for you, for the, the end to come, right? And so when we look at that and we talk about the strength and your, your statement there, can you tie that to your strength?
1: you know when I when I said this um would you mind leaving up leaving absolutely it up and kind of kind of look at it at the same time when I said this um I was thinking of I, I, there was a specific situation that had happened and I told somebody I got a heart transplant and they said let me see your scar mm. and I was, I was like, "Oh, okay." And and most of the time, I wear a V-neck something so that I can I can see my scar, yeah. right? Because it it reminds me that I've been through a battle. Mm-hmm. Um. So, when I say people want to see your scars or your grave, and I'm willing to show both, this is where that that evolution of self be- comes in because. Usually you don't have both. Usually there's either a grave where you're buried Mm -hmm. because you lost the battle, right? Or you have scars because you survived and you won the battle. Right. There is a part of me that died. So there is a grave. Mm. There is a part of me that survived. So there are scars. The place where strength comes in is being able to say, I am not who I used to be. Come on now. I'm a completely different version of Brittany, right? And I'm willing to show you what broke me to get me here. Mm. So if I've got to walk you through my hell to redirect you from the gates of hell. Come on now. Then I'm willing to show you both. I'm willing to show you. Now I wasn't the person that was, you know, partying and drink. I wasn't I wasn't that person. I can't and you know when I was when I was 16 I kind of surrendered to ministry at a at a church camp and I remember surrendering to ministry and I was like, "Okay, God, but what do you want me to do?" because I, <laughs> silly. I said, "I don't have a story to tell." <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, I got one for you. Note to self. Don't ever say to God, <laughs> "I don't have a story to tell." Right because he will give you like six, (laughs) he will give you six. Um, But I remember specifically saying that because I was raised in a, you know, I was raised in this home with two parents that, that loved me and loved each other and were good people. And, you know, I was in the private school and I didn't do the drinking and the drugs and I didn't have all of that. So I didn't have that story that a lot of people had. Um, So for me, the strength of it, Is, like I said, it's it's saying you know. A lot of things, killed me, Mm. and I I think people get so caught up in the physical term of the word, die, right, that they forget that there are so many other layers of you that can die, right, without it even touching your fleshly, right, right. Um. So to me, strength is saying. I am going to allow the world, the intimacy in, into my life and literally breaking that word down into me, see, I'm going to allow myself to be transparent enough to not only show you my scars, but show you the things that I couldn't withstand. Right. The the, the places where I did fail, the places where I did die. Mm. Do you know how many of my own graves I had to dig to get from there to here? Right.
0: It's That's awesome. That's awesome. You know, you know, even as you, as I put it back up on the screen for everybody to see uh, brother, Timothy Hill says he's taking this quote. So he's, right. I, I think he's going to borrow that, you know, because it, it stood out for me. It's so powerful. Right. And, but understanding that, that piece that's, much more spiritual. That's much more, uh, more than your, your physical, you know, you die in different ways. You die, you die to certain things, right? As a matter of fact, the Bible tells us that we are to die daily anyway, Mm -hmm. to get rid of this sin, this sin nature that we were born with. Right. And so uh, I just think that that's just a great point to uh, uh, bring, bring to light. Um, I want to move on to the word resiliency now. Resilience. And and so, and so come on, I got some more surprises for you. Don't worry. All right. I'm, I'm
1: not, I'm not ready. I'm, I'm really surprised by these y'all. He didn't show me any of this. I thing.
0: didn't, sh- I, I don't share. I, you know, the people that watch me regularly know that I do this too. So, so watch this. So, so let's move on. So resiliency, the ability to recover from and or adjust to adversity or change right mm-hmm. now. Here's where your favorite scripture comes in to to speak. All right. Now I want to I want to be able to tie it and relate it to resiliency. And your favorite scripture is Psalm 73 and 26, which says my flesh and my heart faileth, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Now, before you speak to it, and how they tie together i want to read verse 28 it won't be up on the screen but verse 28 says this but is but it is good for me to draw near to god i have put my trust in the lord god that i may declare all thy works so i'm gonna leave it up here now for you sis and i want you to speak to your scripture and speak to the resiliency piece
1: You know, oh, Norman, you're about to make me go in. Wait a minute. Come on, (laughs) Let's do it. Let's do it. So, oh, obviously we see this piece and we see, you know, okay, you had a heart transplant. So my flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Mm -hmm. So we kind of see that resiliency mindset in that scripture, right? Yes. But if you start... At the beginning of Psalm 73, it starts with "Surely God is good in Israel to those who are pure in heart." But as for me, my feet had almost slipped; I had nearly lost my foothold, yeah. where I envied the prosperity of the wicked. Yes. And then it continues to talk about the wicked. They have no struggles; their bodies are healthy and strong. Yeah. It, it talks about all of these things. They they scoff and speak with mullet. You know, they they are just. Doing their thing, basically. But they're still right. living this good life, right?
2: Mm-hmm. And he
1: goes on to say, surely in vain I have kept my heart pure. In Come vain on. I have washed my hands in innocence. And then he gets to this point, and this is where the resiliency comes in. This is where the adjustment, the recovery comes in. Because he says, all of this was un- oppressive to me until I entered the sanctuary of God. That's right. Then I understood their final destination. Surely Mm -hmm. as a dream, when one awakes, Oh Lord, you despise them as fantasies. So he goes on basically to say, but as for me, it is near to be God, my flesh and my heart may fail. Come on. is the strength of my heart. So he's, he's at that point that I was on January 12th, 2018, where he is saying, I am done. And if I am going to recover, it has to be through you. Come on now. If I am going to be better, if I am going to adjust, if I am going to pivot, if I'm going to evolve, it has to be a move of you. Amen. So he acknowledges the failure of man, Mm. and then he acknowledges the strength of God. My flesh and my heart may fail. Right. Right. But God is the strength of my heart. And if God is the strength of my heart, can it ever really fail? Come on. Right.
0: Because There's no failure in God, but there's come on.
1: Absolutely none. So if you understand God the way that I understand God, you understand that what he's saying here is the physical piece of me. Will fail. It was created to be born and die. Absolutely, right? That is what it was created to do. But God, in his omnipotence, in his almighty strength, can choose to strengthen the, the very thing that is supposed to die. Right. Right? So just like he chose to strengthen David, just like he chose mm. to strengthen excuse me, just like he chose to strengthen Sarah, just like he chose to strengthen Abraham, just like he chose to strengthen Moses, just like he chose to strengthen Gideon, he can choose to strengthen Brittany because God is the same forevermore. That's right. So if the sun rises and sets, if my heart beats and then doesn't, then we come back to that same place of my flesh, which God made, and my heart, which God made may fail that's right but if i keep reading come if on I keep going if i keep pushing if i take the resiliency
0: and the recovery
1: of god's strength then it's good for me to draw come on near the guy come on come on come on come on we're failing this now what is the end of that what does the end of that verse say it says for but that's for me it is good to be near god I have made the sovereign lord my reputation Mm-hmm. And I will tell of all his deeds.
0: Amen. See, this is good to me. See, this is good. This is what building bridges is about. We have these conversations. It's about helping people. It's about it's about building a bridge. There are people watching that mm-hmm. don't know who the Lord is, but they're watching because they're looking at the mother, the cancer survivor, the heart transplant recipient, the author, all of these different things. But understanding now, they hear the connection that bridge
1: that all of this doesn't exist without the lord right because my flesh and my heart failed and if i if i didn't keep reading if the verse didn't continue that's right if the book wasn't written if i if there was no obedience and only sacrifice come on then then what that's right right that's
0: right absolutely you 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 miss a piece Mm
2: -hmm. you
0: we take away believe it or not um we take away God's uh, what's the word that I'm really looking for his motivation to bless us by not serving him. He is God. He is sovereign all day long, all by himself. He does not need anything from us. However, he loves us so much that he gave himself for for us. He died for us in the form of his son, right, right? In Jesus Christ. But then he says, do this and I'll do this Mm -hmm. love and I'll do this Mm -hmm. treat people kind with respect with meekness with gladness and I'll do this and then we don't do it and so he continues to show us mercy and grace Mm -hmm. by waking us up another day okay but he's still looking for us to do more so that he can pour out the more for us, and so, um, I'm inspired by you tonight, ma'am. I'm inspired by you tonight. Once again, to everybody that just joined in, God bless you. We are talking to Dr. Brittany Claiborne, she is a mom, a cancer survivor, a heart transplant recipient, an author. You know what? I'm going to go out on a limb and say she's a good friend. She's a, a, a motivational speaker. Uh, she has a wonderful smile. She's bright. She's cheery. She's all of these things. And she has already said it all due to the glory of God. So we're going to move forward. We're going to move forward because I got some more. I got some okay. more. I'm, I'm good. I'm ready. You got some time? All right. You got, you got, I got, you got some time tonight. All right. So I want to move on to the next word here. All right. And that word is. Let's get to it. Courage. All right. So courage, the ability to do something that frightens you. Mm. Courage, strength in the face of pain or grief, courage, mental strength to persevere. Now, before I bring you in and kind of talk about this. I I, I want to speak to David. I want to speak about David. And, and I'm reminded of, of what David uh what he did and how there was some coverage and what he did. There was a time in, in, in the book of 1 Samuel that they were out, and, and for my uh Bible scholars out there, I think it was the Amalekites that they were fighting at the time they were at war and they they returned back to the camp david and his men the people that had his back and the city was burning down it was gone it was burnt it was they had taken over and moved and did some things and they did something terrible not only was the city burning down but their wives and their sons and daughters were kidnapped And these were the people. David got to a point in his mind, he was so grievous, not just because of his wife and children that were kidnapped, but because of his people in general. But then look what happened. They turned on him, okay? But before they turned on him, they cried. The Bible says that they cried and they cried. They cried so much that they had no more power to cry. That's what the Bible says. And even in the midst of that, David was so uh, grieved by this. But then the Bible speaks that and says that, but David encouraged himself in the Lord. Yes. yes, That's what he did. In the midst of all of this that was going on, David encouraged himself. And so when I think about the word courage, the ability to do something that frightens you. See, David could have been just as sad and and grieved and never moved never looked to god for an answer or a response to what it was that he was going through but instead he he encouraged himself in the lord and so with that saying i want to show the people at home listen again everybody at home hit like hit share hit those hearts uh 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 if you're on youtube or Uh, Twitch TV, put a comment out there. We will see the comment. There are people commenting. God bless you. I'm going to get to your comments. I promise you. I don't know if you can see it or not, but the hearts and the likes, they're going up right now. God bless you. But now watch this. Everybody at home, I want to show you what courage looks like. All right. I want to show you what courage looks like. And this is what courage looks like. (laughs) Come on, put those hearts up, put those likes up. This is what courage looks like. So if you're not sure what courage is and the the definition that I gave you, this is courage. But here's the thing, I want everybody at home to see here. Every single image that you're looking at right now, with the exception of the one on top, where she's laying down. Is that mom? That's grandmother. That's grandma. She's laying down on grandma. Every other image, she is smiling. Even in the one with the blue mask on, I wish I could zoom in more. I can see your smile. I see your eyes like this. I see your cheekbone out in the same manner of the other images. This is what courage looks like. So now after seeing the word, after hearing the the scripture text, after seeing the definition and after seeing these images of you, talk to us about courage.
1: Courage, oh God. Ah. Courage is You know, the first thing that courage is, is it's a decision. Mm. It is one hundred thousand percent a decision. First, even God says several times. Whatever is good, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is noble, whatever is, He said, Set your mind on such things. Right. right. Um, he also says, You threw me off with those pictures. I'm not going to lie, <laughs> I'm having an issue. Um, That's but right. he says, Be transformed by the renewing of your yeah. mind. Yes. yes that's why I chose psychology because I'm not fighting anybody's flesh. Mm. And I'm not going to fight with them about it. And I'm not going to fight with whatever their habit is about it, but I will fight you for your mind. I will fight you for your mind because if I can change your mind, then I, If I can change the process in which you view the world, Mm -hmm. then I can get you to do just about anything, right? Because if you're afraid of heights and I can change your mind to think it's not that bad, then you are going to jump.
2: Right. Right.
1: So the first thing that I would say about courage is it starts with your mind. It starts with your mind because before I was rolled into surgery, before I started chemo, before I started radiation, I had to make up my mind to survive. Right. I had to, because if I had not, every little thing that went wrong Mm -hmm. would have derailed everything, right? So it was deciding. Yes, I did because, of course, when they came in and said, "Yes, you just had a heart transplant; you were doing great," but listen, you have cancer. We we got to kind of go through this thing again. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was I was really tired. Right. I, I can't tell you how tired I was. But I had made up my mind, and you know what? For a hot second, I wasn't gonna. I wasn't going to go through um, the cancer treatment
2: cool.
1: for a hot second. I wasn't going to do it. I was like, I I, I don't want to fight this battle. Right. I do not. I don't have the courage. I don't have the strength. I don't have the resiliency. Mm-hmm. I am tired. If God wants me dead that much, he can just take me out. I'm not going to fight him on it. Right. I'm good. But that little boy that interrupted our broadcast earlier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right he he was two pounds when he was born and they told me all of this stuff that would be wrong with him they told me he will you know he'll probably have cataracts and he won't be breathing so he'll probably have really bad really bad asthma like he'll just have all of this trouble and right. when he gets out you will not be able to hold him because he will be too small to support his own life force so just be prepared And he came out screaming. Come on now. And not happy at all.
0: (laughs) Right, right. He came
1: out screaming. He was like, I paid till the 24th of October. It is September 12th. Why am I being evicted? You got my placenta (laughs) all out in the street. What is happening? Where is the landlord? Let me talk to somebody.
0: Right. I love it.
1: And I'll never forget the first. And they handed him to me. And they said, what's his name? What are you gonna name him? Right, and we looked at names, and I knew I was gonna do a biblical name, um, and I chose Micah because there are several names that that say something very specific. Like Brittany means from Britain. I'm mm-hmm. sure you know what Norman means. Like there's there's a very specific meaning. David right. means ruler, I believe. You know, so just yep. things, and they are very specific, and then you kind of feel like you have to live into that that meaning, right? Right. Micah is the only name I found that asks a question. Mm. Micah means who is like God? Who is like God? <laughs> right? right? So to me, it left room for God to do whatever God wants to do in Micah's life. Right. And when I thought back on that baby that was supposed to come out with cataracts and not being able to breathe, and I thought of him coming out screaming, screaming. Mm. I thought, there is no way I can go tell that little boy I quit. Right. None. Not going to happen. Right. Not going to happen. So my courage for those moments came from, and a little child shall leave them. Have you ever seen an afraid kid? No. Especially if they have their mind made up.
0: Right, not if they've made up their mind. I'm, I'm going to do if this have
1: thing. Their mind, right? You could tell them no. Fifty-seven thousand four hundred twenty-three times.
0: You, you know, I got I got a couple of things I need to say. And okay. the first one, the first one is based on what you just said about Micah. What you did in your definition of courage about saying to Micah or saying about Micah that you couldn't quit on him. Imagine if God quit on us.
2: Mm.
0: Imagine that, right? Imagine mm-hmm. if God quit on us. So right. I understand the, the the parallel there about that, mm-hmm. that child, right? right? And then I got to go back to when you were uh, speaking about starting in the mind, how courage starts in right. the mind. Absolutely. And the first thing that comes to mind was Acts 2 and 38, right? See, I got, see, see, the word is always in us. The word is in us in order to do the first thing that acts in two and 38 says to repent you have to make up your mind you have to make up your mind you have to make up your mind that you are ready to make a change that's right you have to still go through the other steps the other the other prop the other steps in the process but you got to first make up your mind to say that i'm done i'm i'm tired of being tired of being tired Right? right and so that's literally what came came to my mind and um Again, to everybody at home, I see people jumping in. Uh I'm blown away at this conversation. Uh Dr. Claiborne here. Let me just put, put your name and everything back up here. Mom, oh my gosh. Cancer survivor, heart transplant recipient, author. And I can I'm so proud to say I can add friend on there.
1: Absolutely. I put it
0: no, put it after mother. After mother. Okay, mother friend. There you go. That's I right. Love I love it um the right. people, the, the people out here i know that we're touching them the people are here i gotta put some comments up some amen uh uh god bless you my brother and my sister uh this uh resilient my sister mm-hmm. right uh people are just commenting just comment and just comment now look at this you were talking and and sister jameson here minister jameson said double for your trouble god had to work for you come on now God is God is doing it. Uh, Strong testimony. We are witnessing. Absolutely. And then, of course, look at God. And. um, I do this because it's a. It's therapeutic. It's also leading in the word. It's also the word is always going to. I can't do anything. I've, I've turned down people to be on the show and for me to be on someone else's platform. Because they want, because they wanted me to tune down to Jesus a little bit. I'm like, can't do it. No,
1: that's that's not how we do Who
0: Norman is, who Building Bridges is, represents Christ. So I will continue to move in that vein, no matter what, right? No matter what the topic is, no matter what we're talking about. And um, I got to go back here just one more time. <laughs> this, this is what courage looks like, y'all. This is what courage looks like. You know. I knew you wouldn't mind me showing this because this is public on your site. Yeah. You know, absolutely. absolutely. But it, it tells a story again. It tells a story. When I look at your face and I see the smile on your face,
1: God is who he says he is. I, I think you could have just stopped with God is. Amen. Amen. That, that, that just encompasses.
0: You know what I mean? And and he can be so much more for every one of us because all of our stories are different. All our testimonies are different. Uh, uh, uh But it's about how we, you know, one of the things that I try to uh, teach uh, in ministry, right, is that God is so great. He's so powerful that there is no can't with him. There is no negative words with him. Because he can do it. If he chooses not
1: to, he's still right. yet able. That's right. That's right. We, it's we, about a belief. Absolutely. And you know, mm-hmm. at night when my dad you know, we, we say our father prayer and then we we pray for all these other extra people. And then we, we say, um thank you for everything you have. Thank you for that you choose not to do.
2: Mm-hmm. Because
1: like you said, it is absolutely a choice and and there's so many instances, you know, I'll never forget one time somebody said, you don't know how many bullets have whizzed past your head and you mm-hmm. just, you don't know how many car accidents you were supposed to get in. That's right. And God just stopped it.
2: Mm-hmm. It doesn't have
1: to happen right in front of your face for right. you to see or know or understand that you are concealed in his quiver. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. So I, I think I think that's absolutely true. Um, but the very base basis of it is courage. Of all the things that courage could be, and of all the things that we can take courage as from this world, courage is knowing. God, if you save me, I will bless you. Come on. And God, if you don't, I will bless you. That's right. So it came down to this moment for me of literally, yes, saying I will never leave my son and and, and all of those things. But it also came down to whatever you want. Right. However you choose to use me. If you choose to use me, speaking for the next 15 years mm-hmm. or if you choose to have one really good funeral mm-hmm. that's up to you but I am just here to be that vessel right? I am just right. here to be that that which you called me to be right whatever that may be and Absolutely. to be at peace with whatever it is that God has called you to be.
0: Right. That's awesome. You know, that courage piece, you know, because it's so, it's so, um, it's individualized,
1: Mm.
0: right? Because, um, you know, we spoke earlier about my daughter, right? Having, uh, being diagnosed with lupus and and then uh, having a stroke and different things. And as a parent, Right. My wife and I, you know, you know, you always say things like because I'm sure your mom probably said it, your parents, your siblings, you know, you always say, Lord, why couldn't it be me? Lord, why couldn't it be me? And the truth of the matter is because you couldn't handle it. They couldn't handle it. God knows what he's doing. Although we don't understand how he's moving all the time and why he does what he does. Mm-hmm. But the truth of the matter is I watch my daughter. I am in. she's never heard me say this. She's probably watching tonight, but I am in awe of her strength, of her courage, of her resiliency. I'm in awe of that because what God, de- how he deals with her and what he's brought her through, I understand that is something that I potentially could not have gone through. Right. And just like the stuff I go through, vice versa. Right. It, it, it works that way. But God is so, so he's just so awesome. I, I just want to read this, this, this one comment, uh, minister Denise, perfect timing, uh, bless you both for this because I'm presently facing a bunch of physical battles right now. Courage. I've been praying for this daily right now. Um, Absolutely. this is somebody that I know personally and, 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 uh, minister lamb you know we're gonna pray when we get in church we're gonna pray before we get church after church on the phone whatever it is you need sis we got you but I thank you for tuning in for 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 hearing the story because the story is exactly these comments are exactly why building bridges exists why God laid this on my heart because people sometimes don't know how to raise their hand and say
1: "Mm
0: -hmm, I have an issue or they don't know what question to ask. Right. Or so they exactly. hear it. And so we encourage them.
1: Um, and, and the way that I view the world now is, it, unfortunately, we live in a world that is full of comparison, right? Mm-hmm. We live in a world that's full of, oh, well, look what he got. I should have that, too. Or look what right. she got. I should have that, too. And we're all guilty of it. Like, none of us are, are exempt from it at all. We all do it in some way, shape, or form. Um, so I now am, I now view the world and the people in the world as, as a garden, it's, it's just this big, huge garden. Right. And let's say I'm an orange tree mm-hmm. and let's say you're an apple tree. Right. I might get frustrated because I may go, ah, oh, I'm <laughs> not growing the way that I'm supposed to be growing because Norman is over there And he's growing like this, and look, I already see his fruit coming in, and I'm over here, and I feel like my leaves are dying. (laughs) Right, God,
0: what's going on? We
1: we make that statement of, yo, God does everything in season. God does everything in season, and I think he, I'm beginning to learn that He does that so that all of us will always be fed. Mm. If you are an apple tree and I'm an orange tree. He has, he has grounded you and he's grown you and he's allowed you to bring forth fruit so that in your season, you can feed. Right. Now your season is going to come and it's going to go. It's going to go. And then it'll be my season. And I, while you were feeding us, I was being grounded mm-hmm. and grown. So now you go, well, man, I, I don't have any fruit. What am I going to do? Well, now guess what's happening? My fruit are now feeding you. Right. So... We walk around going, well, man, I, I really wish I looked like him or I really mm-hmm. wish I looked like her. But in reality, I, I'm i glad you don't.
0: Right. Because imagine you, that.
1: Imagine that. Mm-hmm. imagine that. I'm glad you don't. Because, you know, we say, well, they're they're bringing fruit, but I, I want to bring fruit, too. That might not even be your job. Mm-hmm. Your job might simply be to be a shade tree. That's it. Your job may simply not be to feed the gardener, but just to provide shade so that he can continue working in the garden. So it's not just about your seasonality. It's also about your purpose and knowing that God was God in the beginning and God's going to be God in the end. And God is God all by himself. And he does not need any of our help to decide how to prune his garden.
0: You know, it it's almost like we talk about the body of Christ. If we look at ourselves, just use any person, any body. Everybody wants to be the face. Everybody wants to be the eyes, the nose, the ears, the hair. They want to be the parts that are seen. Nobody wants to be the pinky toe. Nobody wants Not to be good the
1: with being the pinky toe. No, actually. Right.
0: Nobody wants to be the, the back. Nobody wants to into be the a lot. Right. No, but nobody <laughs> wants to be the parts that's covered. But that's being part of the body. So when you when you think about that, I'll give you an even a a different way to look at about being a part of the body. When it's all said and done and Jesus comes back to call his church back, you're going to wish you was the toenail, the fungus under that toenail. You go. You you see what I'm saying? But nobody wants that because it's not glamorous. They want to be the part that's seen. You know, I'm I'm I'm, I'm reminded right now about the scripture of of somebody, uh, Apollos. Somebody's got to water. Somebody's going to plant. But ultimately it doesn't matter cuz God's going to give the increase. That's right. We don't we don't have a heaven or a hell that we can put somebody in.
2: That's right. So that we,
0: plant, we plant, we plant, we plow, we seed, we water, and then we get out the way so God can do what God does best. And that's, that's right. work. We don't have yeah. a heaven or hell. That's why I also
1: stopped spending my time judging people because Yeah, of- definitely. Thank you, everybody.
0: I don't I don't, I can't I can't place you anywhere anywhere, so exactly. it doesn't even matter. But I but what I can do is love you. I can love you, and I, I can, will love
2: you. No I can matter. love
0: you whether you whether you love me back. I still can love you. I can still right. show you the love of Christ. I can still be all that the Word tells me to be. That's, That's right. right, sis. They all
1: need that. They, they're all needed because they work together. That's right. That's Absolutely. right. And what I was saying about the garden, I was I was saying specifically to to Denise because I. I want you to know that you are being rooted. Amen. You're being rooted. And and as God roots you, unfortunately, that's a painful process, Mm. right? That's a painful, painful process. The ground has to be dug up and then it has to be tilled. And then it Mm. has to be, everything has to be moved around before they can put the seed in because he wants you to have a good foundation he wants to he wants you to be dug in there good with
0: the good soil
1: that's right he wants you standing he wants you to be able to grab on to something Mm -hmm. so that when you grow and when people go to pulling at your fruit you don't topple over right because i've noticed you know as i do podcasts and stuff like that or or go do speeches after that i'll I'll have a lot of comments come through Mm -hmm. and stuff like that and people are pulling at your fruit that's right if you are not deeply rooted, if you are not holding on to something, then then you will absolutely fall over. When the wind blows and they say, oh, you only got a heart transplant because, I don't know, you have good insurance or whatever, then then you will fall over. So you have to be able to say, you know what? No, I'm actually rooted enough to know that, number one, I don't have to respond to that. And number two... (laughs) There you go. You ain't got to debate. That's right. We don't have to. We don't even have to debate that. I just go. Okay.
0: Okay. Right. Okay. Exactly. I'm the same. I'm the same way because it's amazing. But but you're right when you talk about that fruit and how people pluck. And the the truth of the matter is, uh, we've been dealing with this lately anyway, in our ministry. But the fruit of the spirit. When people pluck your fruit are they plucking love are they plucking joy are, are are they plucking these things because when people come around you most of them most people want what you have and i don't mean that in the sense of you got a car you got a house i'm talking about there is something about you that already is gravitating them to you but like you said if you're not rooted in what it is if you don't know what love is how do you give love if you don't understand if you if you're not rooted and understand what patience is then how do you give long suffering no one can't pluck long suffering from you if you don't have any patience right so so there's so many different ways and this is why i love uh uh, the place that god has me because we could talk about anything and it's in the word of god god's already set it up the bible says that there's nothing new Mm -hmm. under the sun that's right there's nothing new right that's, that's right. Bishop Davis. That's right. Bishop Davis, hundred percent. He said, if my finances don't cover it, my heavenly father will. Absolutely. He will. Um, you know
1: what I love about the fruit of the spirit. Uh, we're not even going to get into this, but what I love about the fruit of the spirit is it says the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, yep. gentleness, self-control, right? It's one fruit. It's one fruit. It's one fruit. There's, there's yeah. not a fruit of love, a fruit of joy, a fruit. Of, no, it doesn't say the fruits of the spirit. That's right. Fruit, fruit. That's no right. Egg. It says the fruit is. It doesn't say the fruits are That's because right. it the is fruit. Fruit. one fruit. That's right. And that fruit gives you love, joy, peace, faith. So mm-hmm. when people say, "Well, I love you, but, but I, I can't be patient with you right now," okay, then you, you're not. You're, you you you're, you're missing the point. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, mean, now we understand that, but you that, are, not only are you missing the point, but you are picking over the buffet of God's grace. That's right. Right. Absolutely. You are deciding what you want God to give you when it's convenient mm-hmm. for you, as opposed to saying, God, give me whatever you got. Right. And I will apply it to the situation. Mm. You're saying, yeah, no, I don't want to be patient with him. I love him, Jesus, but right. I don't want to be patient with him. That's a human that's, that's a right. us issue.
0: That's right. That's a that's, him, a that's all of it. That's a heart issue. Your heart's not right. That's a
1: heart issue. That's, that's a heart, heart issue. Really what it is. That's that right. Is that's what issue. that is. It's not him that you're impatient with. It's mm-hmm. you that has an issue in processing mm-hmm. all of the fruit. Anyway. Absolutely. Side note, sorry.
0: No, no, we good. We this we 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 talking the word and I I'll, I'll be I'll be honest with you. The more we talk the word, the more people came on. <laughs> That's how God works. The word of God, that's how when we put it cuz it's not going to return to him void. No. No. It's going to go out to accomplish what it was set to do. Absolutely. And 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 we love that. And and once again, I know some people joined us late um but I am here uh we're we're, we're soon to close off, but I want you to go back and catch the replay because I am here with Dr. Brittany Claiborne, who is a mother—you don't friend. see it, there, but it says "friend,", friend. That's That's right. Right. a mother, a friend, a cancer survivor, a heart transplant recipient. Now, I want to be clear: heart transplant recipient. Okay, that—that—that that, that means it's still there. Amen. It, it, still, it's still right there. It's still right there. An author, and I know you don't see it, but she's also a motivational speaker. She's in ministry. Uh, uh, so many different things. And look. I don't want to leave without letting the people know how they can find you. Also, that's what courage looks like everybody. I got to show that one more time. That's what courage looks like right there. But with that being said, I want you all to go out and follow her. Okay? Mm. Go to her platforms. Britney speaks. Okay? She's on YouTube, Facebook, uh uh Instagram and TikTok. I'm pretty sure she's someplace else and someplace else and someplace else. But the easiest way to do that is go directly to her website, BritneySpeaks.com. And that's where you can find all of her information. Uh, she talked about putting together a program for people that have gone through critical injuries. Is that correct? Critical. Yeah. Injuries. That's
1: the that, that critical illness of, of any, any place where you had any place where you had to rethink how to live your life.
0: Amen. 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 And the, and the people are definitely thanking you. God blessing you. Uh, I, I love you all. Look, everybody's saying we'll do, will do. Love it. I love it. I love it. God bless you all. I am so thankful. Uh, yet again, Dr. Brittany Claiborne, even though I know Dr. Brittany speaks, I think it goes hand in hand, but I am so um, thankful that you answered the call, that you were able to come on here to help building bridges, actually build a bridge. And so I thank you for that. God bless you. Yeah, um, I do want to give you, when it comes I do. to
1: bridges, I, I think you are building a bridge. And God, thank you so much. Amen. Thank you so much for that. Um, I want to make sure the bridge is built though and make sure that, that everyone is very clear on the fact that mental health, Come on. It's so important. I, I know that that we are so spiritual minded and, and emotional minded and how my body feels. But mm-hmm. but remember, just like that verse says, the renewing of your mind. Mm-hmm. You can pray every single day, but you have to make up your mind right, that's right. to do it. So please, 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 whatever you do, wherever you are in your journey with Christ, wherever you are in your journey of life, do not forsake your mental health. Amen. Please, please.
0: Amen. Amen. You know, I was just about to say I want to give you some last words, but that was some great last words right there that that mental health piece is so important. It's so mm-hmm. important. And um, also to everybody, this will be transposed to a audio podcast as you know building bridges also does audio podcast so we'll make sure it's there as well as a matter of fact before the morning time it will definitely be there um i don't do this a lot i'll be honest but if you guys anybody out there that wants to support building bridges you can go to anchor.fm building bridges 520 you will see a little link it says support or you can just simply uh, uh you know we got everybody everybody's got cash at right dollar sign building bridges 520 if you want to support uh what we're doing here at building bridges it's important it's um it's work that i believe that the lord is touching people in a lot of different ways you know this pandemic has showed us something different your faith in god your walk with god is not just within the four walls of a building and so there are so many different ways that we can continue to serve the Lord. And this is just another platform to be able to get the word across, but also have meaningful conversation, meaningful dialogue about things that that we have to deal with. Because the truth of the matter is at some point in time, if you live long enough, you might get sick. You live long enough, there's gonna be some mental health things going on because you're gonna have to experience life. And although you might not be the one that's physically ill, a parent might, a sister might, a friend might. Mm-hmm. So, in order to be able to deal with that, we need all of this. We need all of this. We, we, we need all, all of
1: this. And we Absolutely. need all
0: of each other. Um, Yes, uh, uh, Minister Jameson, mental health is a big key issue in the church as well. Absolutely, because sometimes you know what we grew up in. I, I'm I'm trying to get off. I'm trying to I'm trying to end this. I'm trying, but wait a minute. We've grown up in a in a time where, and I'll be the first to speak. I'll tell you right now. I have. Repented. I have been baptized in Jesus' name. I speak in another tongue as God gave the utterance. That's that is the foundation of what the Bible speaks of. And I do it the Bible way. But I also want to say this: there's been so many times from generation to generation beyond that'll tell you that mental health is not no, 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 baby. You just need some oil, just pray about it, and we'll be good to go. And the truth of the matter is you still need that too. Right. But every now and again, you do need to speak to someone. That knows a little bit about that subject. And it doesn't matter what it is. Right. You might need to speak to someone like Brittany Speaks. Right.
1: And it's, it's, like I said, there's so, I believe anything, anything that God empowers us to do, it's because he blesses it. Amen. I don't think that he said, be transformed by the renewing of your mind and didn't give us people to help renew our minds amen so as i as i take up that charge and as i understand that it starts in the mind you know that there's there's a quote from a movie and he said the the guy in the movie he said i can do this i can do this Mm. i just have to put my mind to it and they said the problem is in your mind Mm. so like you said generation generationally Especially as African Americans, we will throw some oil on it and pray over it and tell them it's fine. Right. And then what winds up happening is people are afraid to say it's not fine. Right. Because they feel like, well, maybe God didn't want to heal me. Or right. well, maybe God maybe this is just what God has for me. But just like you go talk to your pastor if you're struggling with an addiction or whatever right. the case may be, it is absolutely fine to come and talk to a psychologist or a psychiatrist and say, I'm way too sad way too often. Right. Or I'm having thoughts that I don't think I should be having. Amen. I am a Christian and I will send you straight to the pastor in Jesus. If that's a pastor in Jesus issue. That's right. That's right. I will absolutely say, you know what? You're struggling with some depression. So let's dig into this. That's right. And see how I can help you to use my knowledge that God has given me to help you be a better version. That's again. right. That's right. And and you know, I'm,
0: we we deal with this all the time. Again, because it's traditions. It's, it's you know we're gonna
1: have to do another live now,
0: right? Y- yeah, you know we are. We are. Right. We're gonna have to come back and do it again. We definitely gonna have to come back and do it again. There's gonna be a part two of Britney speaks. Look, I'm trying. I, I'm. Tr- I want to be respectful of of people's time, but people keep showing up. That's my I'm good, I'm, good. I'm yeah. here.
1: You
0: All right. me, All right. but, but I, I want to just talk about us and mental health amen amen um, um bishop davis and in, and in, in back home in brooklyn new york god has assigned and equipped people trained for these physical and mental issues absolutely right. bishop there, there, there's no question about it and i think the more we talk about it today guess what it's no different than we talk about uh the the police brutality and things like that right it's starting mm-hmm. to rise to the surface Mental illness needs to come up a little bit higher. It needs right. to come up higher because we are shortchanging our brothers and sisters on them dealing with so many different things. And we think that it takes courage and strength to plow through that. And it does, but sometimes you have to identify where my issue is. You have to find a root cause of what is, is, is triggering this person to be this way. So but everybody out there, when you don't see that brother, that sister, whether it's in church at work, whatever, and all of a sudden they disappear for a minute. Yes, you need to check on them, yes. make sure they're okay. Make sure uh uh they're not going through something, you know. It, it might be a simple drive-by. Wave at them from the window, let it see their physical body, see that hand wave back at you
1: at the window, right? It's, it's right. just different right. things. Yeah, we definitely gotta do this again. We definitely yeah, gotta do they, this. And they the you know, we we're talking about trees and roots and all this stuff, and If you look at the roots of the tree, and if you go and look up a picture of of the dendrites and the synapses in the brain, Mm. they look like the roots. They look like roots. They They look like the the roots of the tree. And I I posted the other day, heal the root so that the tree is stable. Come on now. Right? Like that. Because if I can get this stable, just like we talked about, just so I don't get, people are going to pick at my fruit. If I can get this stable, if I can heal the root. Mm. then then the tree is stable if the root is sick come on then everything else everything else that's a you're attached to the root you're not only are you attached to the root but it's the thing that god said that you have to transform in order to renew your mind to be this new creature
0: that's right come on
1: so how do i renew my mind Mm. if i don't even recognize it that's As right. Being the root that's right. That holds the tree steady. Absolutely. You we we have
0: to be able to identify it and not be afraid that when we do say I have a problem, part of what people are afraid to say they have a problem isn't being afraid to say I have a problem. It's part of what the response is going to be when I say I have a problem.
1: Right, exactly. And you said something, you said. We, you know, we don't talk about mental illness. And I, I think, I think we are very, we need to stop saying mental illness mm. because it has such a negative connotation.
2: Mm.
1: I can see that. It's under mental health. Because health, mental health is not, it's not a bad thing. Everybody, there's, there's, um, There's something called dysthymia. Dysthymia is like the common cold of the brain. It's basically just a bout of depression. Every single person gets it, just like every single person's got a cold, right? Right. But if I have asthma and I get a cold, it could turn into pneumonia, right? So if I get dysthymia and I already have some type of underlying condition where my parents weren't there or I have a negative self-image, it could turn into a mental illness. Right. But if I can just get the cold checked out. Come on now. Then I can save myself some some issue. So when you said reach out to those people, if they just disappear, if, he, if she was in the choir saying every Sunday and all of a sudden she disappeared without a trace.
0: Come on now. Check on them. Come on. This is what I'm talking about. Look, right? I, I, this is incredible. Uh. We done we done shifted gears and and yeah. you know, this is this is we done went far left from what the topic was look if y'all enjoying this conversation just just put those hearts and those likes up uh uh y'all just go ahead and show us some love but uh we are enjoying ourselves in the yeah. Lord we are enjoying ourselves and and the conversation and that's what we need that's what we need you know uh don't get me wrong you know we see uh social media is a platform for everything but conversations right. like this are needed, right? Because right. they're helping people. Uh absolutely. <laughs> she said sidebar. Absolutely. <laughs> we we need sidebar they way, ball. way, way to the left. But um, they it's they all ball. good. Um, again, everybody, thank y'all. I want to again, I, I do want to be respectful of your time as well. Um, um oh, oh man, see now now, now I can't let this one go. I got I to gotta at least put it up there. Um, this is a good brother, Eugene Nelson. He says, I used to suffer from anxiety and I was depressed as a child. I found out that when I was running from my weakness, I kept the anxiety and depression. But when I got the courage to attack my weakness, I started to eliminate my depression and anxiety and feel more powerful and happy. So absolutely. We got we to gotta attack these things. We got to identify it and understand that it is a problem. It's not something that was... Um, uh, It's not made up in your mind. How about that? Right. If
1: we really think of it, our body is our home. That's right. So when you've got anxiety and depression Mm -hmm. and all of these things in your home, think of it as like your house being dirty. At some point, you're going to go through there and go, "I am. I'm I'm sick. It's not a comfortable place to live. It's not comfortable to live." In depression, it's not comfortable to live in anxiety. And right. I saw my mom throw something up there and she said the response that if I say something, people will think I'm crazy.
0: Oh, yeah, she did. There it is right there.
1: Right, They will think I'm crazy. Absolutely. We know the, the first question that they ask us in school as psychologists, is they say, define normal. Mm. Not a person on this planet can give you a definition <laughs> of normal because yeah. there is none. Right. There is not a definition of normal. There are people that pretend to go with the status quo Mm -hmm. and pretend to kind of just go with the stream. But that's not necessarily normal. That's just what everybody else is doing.
0: Absolutely. You know, I had a show
1: (laughs) about eight, nine months ago,
0: and it was dealing with autism. Right. Mm -hmm. We were talking about I mean, had a I had a young I I had a young man that was. nonverbal until the age of 13 and now he's a record producer he's doing all kinds of things and he's got a movie come all kinds of things and then and then I had a parent of a of an adult autistic man that is still currently nonverbal and then and and we learned some things that night and one of the things we learned is I'm saying it on purpose is that he's not nonverbal he just doesn't speak the way we speak that's right you know what I mean so there's just so many different things that
1: we need to learn and 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 unlearn from each other, you know. And unlearn, right? I mean and unlearn, absolutely. It, it just becomes I've learned the simple question of you know, we we are very tempted to say, Are you okay? Right. That's, that's a great question. It's it's not a bad question in any regard, but we tend to say yes, right? That's how I, I need right. your, hey, are you okay, Norman? Yes. I'm fine, I'm fine. Yep. I'm good, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. So what you've got to do is you've got to ask a question that makes them answer it. That's right. Openly. Right. So instead of saying, are you okay?", You ask a question like. How have you been feeling the last couple of days?
0: Right. Right. I I immediately thought about sales. Right. They teach you that about don't ask a closed ended question. Can I help (laughs) you today? No. Ask an open ended question. Open ended
1: questions. Open ended. -ended Get the dialogue going. Well, not just the dialogue, but what it's going to make them do is it's even if they don't want to, their brains are going to react to it. So they're going to show an expression. You know how somebody says, oh, yeah, I'm good. And you go, wait, what was that? Wait, why did you make (laughs) all that? What was all that before you said you were good? Right. Absolutely. So you want to activate that part of their brain because their brain wants to say, wait, wait, no, no, don't tell him we okay. Mm -hmm. Help us. (laughs) Help us. Help us help us guys help us help us help you there's there's not a space where i will not listen there's not a space Mm -hmm. where you will be turned away there is never a space where you will be called crazy right ever
0: y'all hear this woman speaking today that's right i'm speaking ebonically and proper english all at the same time that's how we do all right y'all hear this woman speaking she's that listen
1: you know what mental health is? Seriously, mental Mm-mm. health is strength, resiliency, resiliency and, courage. and courage. Come on now, that I is absolutely what mental health is. That Praise is the
0: Lord, I mean. co pastor Shalanda Davis, aka uh, my friend, aka th- th- this woman here. I know she's still on here. She, I mess with her all the time because she has like 19 titles and she hated it. She said, Call me Shalanda. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, I, I go, Yes, yes, lady Davis, yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am. <laughs> good good people uh karen williams is out here watching she's on youtube right now she's just saying wow that's so true that's good um god bless your 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 mom today she has been uh outstanding putting comments in everybody
1: has and she's like wrangling the kid and the dog she's got all kinds of stuff going on in there like a steak or something
0: just that fast, Yolanda told me, don't start. Yes, don't ma'am. Start. Yes, ma'am. Start. yes, ma'am. All right. All right. Look, I'm going to try this one more time. I'm going to try, try to get off You're of gonna here. Try
1: it. Well, before before you say that, let, okay. let me say this. Because okay, come on. we have to model what we're going to do, right? Come we on. have to model what we're going to do and who we're going to be. So how are you, Norm? You know, earlier today,
0: I was a little down. I was. I was a little down because I was um, praying that my daughter would come home. And so as a parent, there it is again. It's that parent. I'm still human. I know. God has my baby girl. I know he does. I know he's healed her once so he can do it again.
2: Absolutely.
0: But I'm still a parent. I'm still human. And so that human side of me had some concern of is she going to come home today? Is it going to be tomorrow? So thank you for the question because I'm still a man. I'm still a parent, you know, and, and I want to protect my baby girl. Uh, for those that you out there that don't know, I, I'll tell it real quick, but my daughter, uh, 26, 25 years old, she'll be 26. Um, she suffered a stroke on Monday while she was at work. She is good. She is home. Um, so yes, thank you so much for the question. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, I'm Absolutely. so much in this conversation, has shifted that as well because she came home just prior to us going live and, and, and everything. So um this is good. This is good. It's therapeutic. This is what we need. This is what we need.
1: So well, I'm so you. glad that your daughter is good. Give her my contact information. I will. So that if she needs anything. Absolutely. She has direct access to me, please.
0: No question about it. And trust me, my wife is on here. She probably already has she
1: has it already. Whatever um, you guys need, anybody that's listening, you are amen. important. to reach you. out and, and let's, let's, let's help us.
0: Amen. 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 Look at the people still coming. Man, I am loving this. People are, Ah, uh, all right, let's try this one more time. Let's try this okay, one, one more time. All right, go. Here we go. Thank you everybody praying for my baby girl and my niece is on here my baby sister's on here uh, uh la cherelle my, my 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 niece my sister sierra okay britney speaks listen look at this right here this is where you can find all of her information go directly to her website if you don't want to go directly to the social media if um BrittneySpeaks.com or youtube facebook instagram uh, 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 tiktok as well um and you will be pleasantly surprised i promise you that i promise you that she will have some fun with you as a matter of fact you know what we ain't go we ain't got the time but but that that game a tag you was playing uh <laughs> oh my forget it i'm just gonna move on and again if there's anybody out there yes thank you see my my wife just commented that my daughter is home so yes yeah, she is home so uh to god be the glory for doing what he does. Amen. Um, and, and yet bad. again, and yet again, if anybody wants to support Building Bridges and what we do, anchor.fm forward slash building bridges 520, you'll see a support button. You can support me at 99 cents a month if you wanted to, up to $10 a month, whatever it is, whatever your heart, uh whatever the Lord lays on your heart. And if you just want to do a one-time donation, I would definitely take that as well. Uh uh dollar sign building bridges 520. God bless you. Uh Dr. Britney Speaks. You have enlightened us tonight. You have, um, you have helped me tonight. So I thank you for that. I appreciate the call. I appreciate you coming on here and spending your time. Please give our love, everybody here in social media land, uh, love to your family for allowing you to take this time away from them and share with us.
1: I absolutely will. God bless you for everything. And
0: everybody else. Good night. Hold tight. One second. All right. Everybody else. Love y'all.